St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Today we are going to be celebrating communion and so I would invite you to pause the video and go find something that will serve as the elements of a little bread, a little grape juice, eh, coffee and a bagel, whatever you have. Stop the video, find your elements, and then start it again. We'll still be here. Leading worship today are Jean Boutreau and Rebecca Jonah. Our musicians are Kathy Berry, Heather Rutherford, and David Berry, and I am the Reverend Susan Brazier. Let us worship God. We begin our journey through Lent. We will seek awareness of God's presence with us on the way. We come to find the light in the shadows and strength in our weakness. We will join in praise as we remember God's faithfulness. We will seek God's mercy and truth step by step and day by day. We will trust in God's steadfast love. So let us worship God with grateful hearts. approach. You love us, O God, like a father who, uphold, who upholds his son through the temper tantrums, the broken ball windows, the small, smart alecky remarks. You love us, O God, like a mother who walks her daughter through the terrible twos, the giggling fours, the confusion and chaos of adolescence. You love us, O God. You give to us, holy brother, in the tears of our cheeks, in the depths of our sighing, in the moments of exquisite joy, and the lingering days of loneliness, you give to us yourself. In the choirs of morning birds, in the silent prayers of our hearts, in the night sky patterned, splattered with stars, in a cross stained with blood and tears, you give to us yourself. You dance with us, gentle spirit, in baptismal waters soaking our knees, with desert dust chokes our hymns. You dance with us, gentle spirit, in jail cells and courtrooms, on the journey to death, and striding forth from the tomb. You dance with us, gentle spirit. O oh God, in any season, but especially in this holy season of Lent, you love us, you give yourself to us. You dance with us. 
leading us out of the wilderness, out of the storms of our lives, and back to you. Amen. Since we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth, make us hunger for this heavenly food, that it may nourish us today in the ways of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, the bread of heaven. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, as for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and any, every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it, and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Please join me in prayer. Spirit of the living God, Fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on all of us. Amen. Our gospel reading today comes from the first chapter of Mark, verses 9 through 13. Listen now for the words of God. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart, and the Spirit descended like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. This is a word of God for the people of God. Forty days, forty days Jesus was tested in the wilderness surrounded by wild animals. Forty days Noah and his family were tested while the rains pounded down on their boat while they were surrounded by wild animals. This first Sunday in Lent, 
we began our 40-day journey towards Easter, certainly to be tested, hopefully not to be surrounded by wild animals. The first chapter of Genesis tells us that out of the chaos, God created. Out of chaos, God spoke, and the universe came into being, the stars glittering and the planets spinning. Out of chaos, God spoke oceans into existence and formed the sky. Out of chaos, God spoke, and in a fluttering of God's breath, created trees and birds, fish, and all those animals. God spoke and created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created us, male and female. God created us. God saw what God had made and thought it was all supremely good. But things began to quickly fall apart. Adam and Eve couldn't follow the instructions and got kicked out of the garden. Cain and Abel mastered the fine art of sibling rivalry. By the time we get to Noah's story, just a few chapters on, things have gotten really weird and funky. And it is here, it is here that we come across some of the most crushing language in the entire Bible. Because of the wickedness of humanity, God was sorry that God had made humankind on the earth. God's heart was grieved. Just five chapters before, human beings were the bee's knees of God's creation. And now our wickedness grieved the Almighty to the heart. So God decided to wash away all of human transgression and our wickedness, our evil, in one massive flood. God salvages only a remnant of humanity and a starter set of all the animals. God unleashed the waters from the great deep and the windows of heaven were opened and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. We love to tell children the story of Noah's floating zoo the cartoon images of Mr. and Mrs. Noah smiling broadly on nursery room walls. But for this morning, I want you to imagine for just a moment what these folks might have endured, sealed up in the ark with all those animals, while the sounds of the rain pounded down on the timbers of the boat and certainly mingled with that pounding rain there was a pounding of Noah's neighbors seeking refuge. Please remember that in the scripture, it says that Noah's family was sealed in the ark when the rains came. They were helpless. They were helpless to assist anyone. All they could do was listen to the anguished cries of people and animals as they perished. When the rains stopped, they were adrift for months on an ocean of despair unadulterated terror interwoven with a promise from God that they would survive and that there would be life on the other side of the watery chaos of the Great Flood. In recounting the Great Flood story, never once do we hear Noah's voice. All we know is that his family was obedient and we also know 
that once the water had subsided, we know what the first thing Noah did was. He wanted a drink, and so he had to go out and plant grapevines and invent winemaking. But as awful as the flood was for Noah's family, Genesis 9 actually gives us a glimpse into God. I want you to listen again to the passage that was read for us. Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth that is with you, as many as came out of the ark. I am establishing my covenant with you that never again shall flesh be cut off by waters of the flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. In the process of making this promise, the covenant with all the creatures, you can just hear God's sorrow. Can't you just hear God saying, oh wow, that was not fun. We are not doing that again. And to make certain, God makes a very first covenant with humanity. And this covenant is not just for humans, but this covenant is for all of creation. For the animals, the birds, the trees, it is for all of creation. And to seal this promise, God sets a rainbow in the clouds as a reminder to God that no matter how awful humanity becomes, God will not send another flood to destroy creation. The rainbow is not for our benefit. It is for God's. The unfettered waters of the flood not only represent chaos in Noah's story, it was chaos. And again, out of chaos, God created. God created a new world. God created with a covenant and he sealed it with one of the most visually spectacular natural phenomena, the rainbow. So what started with 40 days of testing ended with a covenant sealed with a rainbow. And just as in today's gospel lesson, Jesus' story starts with his baptism in water, followed by 40-day ordeal in the wilderness, complete with wild animals. Jesus comes through the water to encounter temptation, isolation, evil, trauma, grief. But Jesus not only encounters the trauma of being human, he endures it. And he also rewrites this narrative with resilience to overcome it. In Jesus is a new covenant of eternal life. This time, sealed not with a rainbow, but with the meal of the Eucharist. Noah was tested and endured, just as our Lord and Savior was tested and endured. 40 days of rain, 40 days of testing, 40 days of Lent. I look out at all of you, and I know that some of you are currently in the midst of storms or alone in a wilderness, enduring unspeakable hardships. Truly, more than anyone should ever have to go through. Some of you have recently lost friends. We've had people who've lost family members. Some are just trying to figure out what comes next, how to deal with a difficult medical issue, or 
financial issues or relationship issues. Many of us live with the human trauma of shame, with guilt, with isolation, with grief, with worry. This season of Lent creates space for you to set down those burdens, to let go of the pain, make amends, be willing to endure the frightening wilderness of admitting that you might have been wrong or to be brave enough to forgive others, even if they don't deserve it. Because holding on to that pain is just too heavy. Let God love you and remind you that you too, no matter how broken, wounded, or scarred, are worthy of being loved, and you are truly holy. I would invite you to write down your sin, your shame, your grief, your pain that you want to let go of in this season of Lent. We will be collecting the small pieces of paper in a box in the back of the sanctuary if you would be able to drop it off. Only you and God will know what you write. At the prayer services that we have every Thursday night, we will pray for your healing and peace and your forgiveness throughout all the Thursdays in Lent. And then on Good Friday, we will burn all those scraps of paper as a symbol of letting go. If the recounting of the Rainbow Covenant does anything, you need to know that God suffers with you. God suffers with us. And part of the promise is that life will move forward, that there is always a way through the chaos. Our challenge is to keep noticing the rainbows. God still creates out of chaos. What starts with 40 days of testing ends with a covenant. For Noah, it was God's rainbow and the promise of life. For Jesus, it was the new covenant, sealed with the Eucharist and the promise of everlasting life. As we start into Lent, may we be mindful, mindful to be aware of God's covenant as seen in the rainbow and seen in the Eucharist. Amen.
This is a joyful feast of the people of God. They will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, to sit at table at the kingdom of God. According to Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him. This is a Lord's table. Our Savior invites all who trust him to share the feast which he has prepared. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, eternal God, our Creator. You have given us life and a second birth in your spirit. Once we were no people, but now we are your people. You claimed Israel as your chosen nation, and you raised up the church as a witness to the resurrection, breathing into it your life and power. From worlds apart, you gathered us together. When we go astray, you welcome us home. Always your love has been steadfast. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with the choirs of heaven and with the faithful of every time and place who forever sing your glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. In love with you and in compassion for all, Jesus healed and taught, challenged and comforted, welcomed and saved. He formed a community, promising to be with his disciples wherever two or three were gathered and sending them out on his mission of hope and healing in the world. Jesus trusted his life to you and went freely to his death so that the world might be set free from suffering and sin. You raised him from death and raise us also to live a new life with him. In the power of the Holy Spirit, you send us out to make disciples of all as he commanded. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts we take this bread and this wine from the gifts that you have given us and we celebrate the joy the redemption won for us in jesus christ accept our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving as a living and holy offering of ourselves that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and the blood by your spirit unite us with the living christ and with all who are baptized in his name that we may be one in ministry in every place as this bread 
is Christ's body for us. Send us out to be the body of Christ in the world. O oh God, today you have called us together to be the church. Unite us now at your table and in one loaf and one common cup, make us one in Jesus Christ. Let your spirit empower the life we share and ignite our witness in the world. With all who have gone before us, keep us faithful to the gospel teachings and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Give us strength to serve you until the promised day of the resurrection, when with the redeemed of all ages, we will feast at your table in glory through Christ. All glory and honor are yours, Almighty God, with the Holy Spirit in this holy church now and forever. Amen. As Christ our Savior taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his rest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes again. This is bread for the journey of life. This is a cup of salvation given for you. Please join me in the prayer after communion. Gracious God, may we who have received this sacrament live in the unity of your Holy Spirit that we may show forth your gifts to all the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. To the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to that which is good. 
Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all people, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and to be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.